0: Welcome to Parenting Decoded, a podcast for practical approaches to parenting. I'm Mary Eschen. What do you do when you have two or more children who just don't get along? I mean, they really can't stand each other. They'll even say to each other that they hate each other. I've had many parents over the years ask me how they can help their children love each other, or at the very least, tolerate each other. Well, it's a tough question. I just want to make two observations about siblings who don't get along. First, it's normal and draining on the whole family. Siblings not getting along is very normal. I mean very normal. There's no one in the world who can get in your face more than a sibling can. Whether it's a younger brother getting into an older brother's prized Yu-Gi-Oh! card collection, or an older sister's jealousy of a younger sister's popularity at school, they are enough. To just really get under a kid's skin. It creates plenty of whining, screaming, and crying for mom's dads to deal with. It can lead to kids declaring that they hate each other and will sabotage every family experience as a result. Mom, she's in my room. Get her out of here, followed by lots of yelling and door slamming, maybe a punch or a kick. Dad, Danny is so stupid. I hate it when he plays games with us. He is so dumb. Mom, he ate my goodie bag candy. He's so fat. He shouldn't be allowed to live. In my house growing up, we'd get mad at a sibling for breathing air. And it goes on and on. Their angst drags us and our whole family down the drain, the energy drain. You can't take a hike or a drive in the car without a fight erupting. You for sure can't have a family meal in peace. Next observation. Sibling issues are full of life lessons. As adults in our lifetimes, we've run into people we don't like, and we've had to learn how to get along with them. In your child's future is an annoying coworker or a demanding and demeaning boss. Our kids need to have opportunities to learn and refine their people skills and siblings are perfect practice targets. They keep coming at you over and over until you get it right. They don't just go away, so there's a ton of opportunity to practice how to get along. The trick as parents is how to get them to learn those precious life lessons. That leads me to our next phase, possible solutions. I have three ideas for you to try in your home. Idea number one, set boundaries using family meetings. I grew up in a Christian household and was always reminded of the golden rule, do unto others as you would have done unto you. How did I know this rule? My parents taught it to me. My parents enforced it. It's a pretty good rule, and it really boils down to how parents need to set boundaries on behaviors in our households. If your kids are mistreating each other, then it's time to sit everyone down and set up some family respect rules. Then tackle some specific areas in the same manner. First meeting, set family respect rules. In the very first meeting, you'd facilitate a discussion of what the family rules around respect and behavior toward each other should be. Ask your kids and spouse for input. It might include things like, no one can come into your room without permission. You must treat each other with respect. If you can't talk in a civil tone, you cannot talk for 15 minutes. No one can touch your toys without permission. If someone isn't home, you still can't touch their toys without permission. No calling each other names. You also have to have consequences to go with the new rules. Ask for input on that too. I love choices, so I would try to make sure the kids have choices to choose from. It might sound something like, If anyone breaks a family respect rule, they can choose one of the following. First one, offenders will play the love game. This is where the offending children have to sit and hold hands. Then they say five positive things about each other. Lastly, they hug and forgive each other. If they don't like that choice, they can go to choice number two. Offenders will play together for 15 minutes. Really play, not just watch a movie. The third choice would be offenders can do an extra job From mom's job list. You can use my energy drain list on my website if you need ideas for setting that up. If you have kids who refuse to sit down for a family meeting, then you need to set up a consequence for their non participation. The old, I allow kids to go to the movies who participated in our family meeting will come into play. If you need more ideas about setting consequences, listen to my episode number 10. Your second family meeting will tackle specific areas of tension. So once you've set up that basic rules, you can move to the next phase of family meetings. Pick one situation where your kids really drive each other crazy and try to clean that up. Take, for instance, driving in the car. Have a family meeting about how to have a peaceful drive in the car. You ask for suggestions about what could make the drive calm keeping in mind the new family respect rules. Take any and all suggestions. Some suggestions might wind up being, have brother put a sock in his mouth. Sister puts on headphones and listens to music while we drive. Brother plays the license plate game with mom as they drive. Everyone eats popcorn. Sister wears a bag over her head. Brother sits in the middle row and sister sits in the very back of the car. This assumes you have a car that has three rows. Sister might be sitting shotgun right now since she's pretty old, but maybe moving her to another location can help. Another idea is brother brings books to read in the car and wears headphones to do a read-along with that book. You could drive kids separately to school and charge each kid for the driving time of maybe $2 a mile. How about no talking while we drive? Sister picks the music to play in the car one day. Brother picks it the next day. Any complaining and the opposite child gets two days in a row to pick the music. I think you get the idea. Make a long list. Have weird things on the list like the bag over the head comment. Next, pick a few to try for a week. Yep, just try. Don't make anything permanent. Keep the full list around for later. Next, schedule the next family meeting. At that meeting, you're going to go over if things worked or didn't work that week. What would they like to keep doing and what would they like to experiment with in the next week? Change things up, try new things, and have another meeting the following week, and keep having them each week until this one problem of driving in the car is sufficiently solved. That you can actually drive in the car peacefully. Then move on to another area where there is disharmony and do the same with it. Maybe the next area is dinner time, or maybe getting ready for bed. Whatever issues are happening, it's best to use a format where everyone can communicate and feel they have input into the solution. It helps to get buy-in for having the solution work when people feel heard. Listen to episode 17 if you want some more examples of running family meetings. Now, here's my idea number two. It has to do with special time and connecting. Each child in our family needs to feel listened to. They need to know they are loved unconditionally. Sometimes sibling strife comes about when they have issues that they aren't being paid attention to. You need to divide and conquer and make sure your connection with each child is solid. Create some special time for each of your kids who aren't getting along to be just one parent at a time with them. Do something each child likes to do, even if it's not your favorite thing. For a teen or a tween, maybe going for boba tea or Starbucks. For a younger child it might be building Legos or playing Barbies, just be with them. Let them relax so that they can chat and you can connect. No lectures. If you need longer connecting time, Maybe you go paint pottery together or take a hike. Maybe drive to San Francisco to some special event or store. For me, I took my son out for lunch at a casual sit-down place, and we played cards when he was in high school. It kept us off our phones and let us just chat casually. Once you feel you have a solid connection, then you can set an intention of a topic That you want to talk about and get feedback on things like sibling issues. If your relationship is rocky, however, your discussions will always be difficult and you'll probably be rebuffed, so keep your main focus on building that solid relationship foundation. My idea number three has to do with love languages. In podcast number 33, I interviewed two experts on love languages, God made us all different, and we all feel loved and valued in different ways. But we often go through life having no idea of how the people in our families best feel loved, which can lead to a lot of sibling fighting. I can't recommend enough having each person in your family go through a simple quiz to find out how they feel loved. It can be very powerful in helping kids get along. A daughter might learn that her brother needs to feel love from her in special ways so that he can calm down and be relaxed and not so loud. Little brother can also learn why big sister likes to have feedback differently than he likes it. In the episode, the two women do a really nice job of explaining how it helped their families. When I write a podcast or a blog, I always surf the internet for additional resources. This time I found a really helpful one from Pint Size Treasures. Allison Wood is an amazing mom of six who explains some more of these ideas, including the love game I mentioned earlier in her article, What to Do When Your Kids Hate Each Other. I'm going to put a link to her article in the podcast notes, in addition to a link on my Sibling Rivalry podcast episode number nine from earlier, in case you haven't had a chance to listen to that. One last thought. Sibling relationships that go sour in adulthood often have their roots in childhood. Make sure you're not pitting your kids against each other for your love and attention and favoring one child more than another. I grew up in a house with 12 kids who were close together in age. Yep, 12. It is overwhelming to think of the battles we fought with each other during those years growing up. Our parents were pretty even-handed, though. One of my older sisters who picked on me constantly helped me to become quick-witted and be able to stand up to people who might be verbally trying to push me in directions I didn't want to go. She toughened me up. I hated her at the time for it, since she was so mean. But once we moved into adulthood, we gradually became very good friends. There is hope for your children who aren't getting along, but you need to steer the ship in the right direction. I hope some of these ideas might work for you. Write me and let me know. Mary at ParentingDecoded.com I have a Facebook group called Parenting Decoded 2021 that you can follow if you'd like to have some encouraging bits of advice once a week. There's always transcripts on my websites of my podcasts as well if you need that kind of help. That's all for now. Take care and have a blessed rest of your day.